the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they are open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Moan, what's going on while I adjust my uh, microphone here? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I'm trying to add some decor to the room. You see, I got well, now game worn jersey that? out. Um, that I did some stuff to my man cave that I was trying to figure out. And I also brought this picture down that's so Pittsburgh. Oh, wow, it's got a night games at, at, at friggin' Hinesville. I hope they keep the name, by the way. I don't know what else I would call nah, it. No, they will. You Ugh. don't get this far into the negotiations. For anybody who doesn't know, the Steelers are in talks with Kraft Heinz, which is now what that corporation's called uh, since Kraft and Heinz merged. No. Uh, that they, they fully expect that that's the way it's going to turn out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's oh my gosh, night games rolling into that stadium. Man, I love it. God, I used to love that. <laughs> I say used to, like, I used to do that. Yeah, yeah we're, right? We're, we're there now. When uh, you would, when, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but as you drive to Heinz Field, like, you probably have to come over the Fort Duquesne Bridge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I do. so you're, you're making that left there. And you see, you know what I'm talking about. You look down and you see that sea of tailgating and the smoke coming up and everything yeah. else here. It's like, how did, how did, how did y'all plan y'all grills to smoke like this, to have this <laughs> just aura around the stadium that looked like Gotham City, man? I know it's, it's supposed to be New York, but I think Gotham is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. These are the positive nerves of a football player. We're going to talk today about some of the ones that aren't so uh, upbeat, and that's heading into an NFL draft. Uh, you're young. You're still a child. Yeah. Um, you're just either done with college or close to done with college. You probably just moved out of the parents' home not all that much earlier. And, oh, by yeah. the way, the entire planet is waiting to see whether or not you get taken by this team or that team, whatever. Moan, what we're two weeks out now. What mm-hmm. are these individuals going through? Uh uncertainty. Uh even for the top ten guys, because I'm looking at a kid, Aiden Hutchinson for sure, uh, or the Thibodeau kid, or Evan Neal, that's that's all about just it could be either one of them for the number one overall draft pick. So it's the uncertainty of that. It's uh the uncertainty of did I do enough? It's what is my medicals going to look like? Like, I'll be honest with you, just it was such a blur to me, just the entire process, because I was one still nervous about it, wondering what they thought of me. The draft grades that, that I got from college like the year before, was that accurate? Um, will I make the team when I get there? Like there were so many different thoughts that, that go through your mind about what is this next phase? Like you said, and, and, the, and the other part of it is you're super eager beaver. You know, I was about to skip out on my um, on my graduation uh, ceremony at the University of Tennessee because I was just so adamant about getting to my combine site to go train and be really? ready. And oh my, I don't want to walk uh, for my gra- college graduation. I did not want to walk. It was my mother in law, my my girlfriend, now my wife, and my mom was just like, "Boy, if you don't get on that stage and go get your college degree, we gonna have a real problem." <laughs> Guess who was right and who was wrong in that equation? (laughs) The idiot male figure was. I was wrong, okay? Um, But it's so much that leads up to it. And now it's almost like the dead time of that time frame. I remember for me, doing all the meetings at the combine and then, you know, I didn't have any visits and stuff like that. They knew who they, you know, who I was at the time. But for these kids now that are set to 
bring in some of them millions, some of them hundreds of thousands of dollars, what to do with it, how to be a pro, where to be a pro, what city will I be in? I told you once before, like, I just didn't want to go to the West Coast. Yeah, I was I was mm-hmm. I was terrified of, of going to California or or Seattle just because I'm a kid from the South that's hadn't been exposed. And in reality, it's a bunch of kids from the South that will go to these West Coast teams that have never been a, a part of their culture, never been a part of uh, being on Pacific time, never have done any of those things. And it's expected for you to go be a pro. And um, you just don't know what you don't know. So when those young dudes come in the league and they're just over the top, just boisterous and they got it all figured out, you just look as a vet sometimes like just look at them. They don't have a clue. <laughs> Even in Pittsburgh, they didn't have a clue. You know, so I can right. imagine what L.A. and now Vegas yeah. entails. Like, think about you're going to Las Vegas. I know. So it's it's a what a pocket world. full of money. It's di- it's a different world. It's funny. I mean, Vegas in particular, uh, ever since uh, the NHL was the first league to stick a team there. Yeah. And. You hear even the visiting players and some guys on the Penguins are like, "Yeah, we're going to Vegas." <laughs> like, like they're <laughs> yeah. very, they're very much aware of where it is that they're heading. When when it comes to these kids, yeah, and and they're heading into something that's this big. Um, I I've picked up on a pattern over the years that even the biggest quote unquote star coming out of college someone who's just off the charts like no-brainer number one overall kind of like what we saw with trevor lawrence what we saw with joe burrow they get humbled like they start talking a little differently Mm -hmm. you know there's something that they haven't faced before uh (laughs) all through their childhood they knew they were going to be the high school guy and then all through high school, they knew they were, you know, everyone's coming and recruiting and telling them yeah. they're the greatest thing. And then all of a sudden, Moan, here's this one process. Look, even if you're supposed to be a drop dead first yeah. rounder, right? Yeah. There's this one process that comes where you're, you just might not be good enough for you the first time nobody. in your life. You're nobody. Okay. <laughs> That's the, so me walking in all my entire rookie class, walking into a Ziggy hood, Mike Wallace, Keenan, uh, Keenan Lewis, uh, Frank summer, Sonny. Uh, it was a bunch of us. Then the undraft is me. DJ Johnson was a seven round draft pick. AQ Shipley also was a seven round draft pick. Uh, Craig Urbic, uh, us walking into it from the, Re, uh, uh, from from the the Super Bowl, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I don't care where you were as a friggin. I don't care where you were as a friggin uh, draft pick or undrafted guy. When you walked in that room, you were humbled. Okay, and the entire process of the spring, you don't know how to go about practice. I didn't know if I had a good day or good day or a bad day at all. And you want to know the most humbling effect of my rookie year? Again, mm. reigning world champions. You want to talk about nerves. You want to talk about trying to fit in. When they left and went to the White House and the rookies had to stay back or free agents had to stay back. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, damn, we, we're really part of this team that won the Super Bowl and we're really nobodies and didn't contribute at all. <laughs> Humbling, DK. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, I I can see that. I also wonder if it isn't if it isn't something that arrives at just the right point in a career too, because we all all of us in all walks of life need that humbling. Mm-hmm. But for but for 
for you guys coming out of college and everything else, maybe it's like, okay, this is actually going to be very different. Now I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now there's a real responsibility to this. And now I got to start thinking about this and that and how I'm going to make, you know, a career out of this. Survive. Get the maximum amount of money and stay here and everything Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. It's just, wow. (laughs) It was eye-opening to say to say to say the least, man. Completely different, completely different mindset. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the the recognition uh, that Dwayne Haskins has has received, and and some of what's likely to come. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. As as promised, we're going to be keeping up with. Everything that develops uh, as it relates to Dwayne Haskins and continuing to talk about him and his life and his career and all else. And uh, Ramon, there's been some already uh, touching honors and recognitions that are that are mm-hmm. coming his way. Uh, earlier this week, Bullis High School in Potomac, Maryland, where he where he went, uh, as you have been mentioning throughout the week there, the DMV, DMV? Uh, kid. <laughs> um they retired his number seven that he wore in high school. Ohio state has their spring game, which is a very, very, very big deal out in Columbus. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a practice session or something. And they're planning on, uh, special recognitions, uh, of, of his illustrious career there. Um, and there've already been all kinds of pictures shown of, 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 uh, students and so forth, hanging his number seven, uh, outside their stadium and 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 uh, the spontaneous, uh, what 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 is it that you you could see the Steelers doing? Uh, not to not to we're not laying pressure on them or anything. Right, I'm sure they're going to do right. the right thing, but just thinking about it ahead, I, I would I would absolutely love this if the NFL allowed to. And I know it's a business, and the NFL got some stuff they got to clear up real fast uh, as far as just PR from certain organizations that Dwayne Haskins played for. By the way, the Washington Commanders they got to clean that up. If it was up to me, I, I'd ask them to do this for such a young talent, such a young man, such a young kid that uh, honestly needs a little bit of remembrance, man. I, I text one of my buddies this morning that was on the team, and, and he was just like, yeah, taking it hard. You know, hmm. um, I, I'd, I'd love if they were smart enough to do something right in the NFL because they'll miss the mark on some things here and there, DK. Can we agree to that? The NFL kinda- oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I'm still not over Ray Rice, but, you, you but yeah, me? go ahead. In, yes. in cases <laughs> like that, I say they allow Pittsburgh to have a 54th uh, uh, spot for active roster and just hmm. reserve that, that 54th one to Dwayne Haskins or that first one to Dwayne Haskins and just remembrance of him for the year, because you can't just be a, a, a robot and dealing with these emotions of these guys. The first time they go to camp, you know, they're going to think about it. The first time they get on the field, Pittsburgh is going to have a moment of silence. I guarantee you they will. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know what I'm you're, saying? You're, ta- you're not talking about Heinz field. You're talking about Chuck Dolefield. Yes, yeah. sir. And, yeah. and even opening day, I think it's appropriate to do that. I say grant the Pittsburgh still is a 54th spot. That what a fifty that that one right there is dedicated to Dwayne Haskins. You hold his jersey um, as a as a representation that he is still a part of that team. Because the, um, I know Cincinnati went through a situation like this also, and uh, we will have to refer back to them and and wish their player passed away um, a few years back also. But to have an active young guy this young in this league, 
I'd ask of them to do that. I'm not saying everybody got to hold the number three, um, you know, the same way the MLB does with, with, with Jackie Robinson's number. What I'm saying, at least for Pittsburgh, uh, some representation of him this year, I think is appropriate. And for me, I say grant them a 54 spot, not to be used, go get another player, but use in the sense of he's still a part of this team because that memory of his with those guys and that team, it still holds pretty steady. And I don't think that should be just glazed over in a sense. I know we uh, supported and, and had Coach uh, Daryl Drake's decal on our on our helmet and stuff like that. Um, it, but for a first rounder, as accomplished as he was as a player in college, coming into this this league and the way he was out doing NFL business, that's the other part of it. He wasn't out partying. Well, I don't know what he was doing, but he was with the guys doing NFL business to make this league a better competitive league. So I'd expect New York, the front office to try to do something special for him. Yeah, you, you would certainly hope so uh, on a, on a lot of different levels. There's no question you're going to see the basics. Yeah. Uh, not to make this sound routine. That was probably not the best word, uh, but I think you're going to see the Steelers go with the, the you know, the helmet yep. decal with his number three, or maybe a DH to make it more, personal right there's no question that adam reagan and his equipment staff are going to have a, a stall set up mm-hmm. um and 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 you know what i'm talking about somewhere on the south side yeah um which for anybody who doesn't know the steelers use their locker room on the south side only about a hundred times more often than they <laughs> use the one that's at heinz that's, field yeah um so th- that's actually the one that matters the most um and it, i think the rest of it is going to be personal I yeah. really do. I, I think the rest of it is going to be things that the players do. And as you mentioned, and I think this is what you were alluding to, um, the NFL is extremely sensitive to what goes on uniforms. Uh, uh, Ed, Edmund Nelson, my friend for a very long time, Ed. is a, you know, Ed, Ed is the one who's patrolling the locker room before games, making sure that none of you scrawled something, something yeah. on your shoes. Okay. And Edmund's a tough dude. He's got he no, no use for anybody messing around with his rules. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, this is something that I think is going to be more of a of a personal thing, a lot like what you know the way it was with Coach Drake. Yeah, and it was. Go ahead. And yeah. I was just going to say, I, I do go back to to thinking. I I I feel like Coach T was happy to get Dwayne Haskins in Pittsburgh because he he reminds him of the kid he hmm. was growing up in that DMV area. And if the people don't know what DMV is, DC, Maryland, Virginia, they're all grouped in together. They call it the DMV. And with that being said, I I would think he's he's actually gripping this one pretty tight and and, and especially un, passing under his watch, you know, in a sense. So um, if it's up to him, I would think he'd do something um, that's football related. Like I said, if you can just do a one year granting of 54 roster spots for the Steelers and saying Dwayne's still a part of it, I, 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 I would suggest that. When we come back, hey, Mo. to the Ramon Foster show. It's time for our Hey Moan segment. And, and today's comes from Douglas Coley, who who asks, Hey Moan, what would you say to Mitch Trubisky as the new guy who probably could be taking this really hard? And for anybody who doesn't know why, uh, to, to provide some context here, uh, you know, Mitch is the one who invited everybody down to Florida to yep. participate in this uh, kind of informal all-skill players uh 
camp that he was at. Ah, camp is too strong a word. They were doing some practices, some seven on seven and stuff like that. And then to get to know each other. And here's Dwayne is coming into camp. It's going to be his competition. Says, yeah, sure, I'll come down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's causation and correlation in this world, and but not everybody gets rational when things like this right. happen. You know. That, yeah, uh, that's that's a heavy question. You know, we spoke about them all being down. I forgot that that was an actual invite, you know, um, that included a lot of guys. And um, that's just like uh, a parent having a kid and they break their arm while in their watch. That parent takes it hard, you know, that's watching over the kids that you have or you're supposed to be looking at uh, this one in a life or death situation. I would tell Mitch, it's, it's not your fault. You know, like Start that's, there, huh? that's the <laughs> hardest thing to say. That's the hardest thing to believe also, because you you'd say if he didn't include him in it, that'd be very selfish on his part to try not to get the team better, you know, and not to honestly to really push him. These two guys really have a very mirrored uh, pathway through this. League. So true. Good point. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Why not invite him? I think that says a lot about Mitch. To be that transparent, to be honestly that tough skinned. Well, Moan, look look at it from the other perspective. Yeah. Okay. If if you're Mitch Trubisky, yeah, and you invite all the wide receivers and Najee Harris and everybody else, but you tell the quarterbacks, hey, no, not you. This is yeah. my team now. I mean, you'd look yeah. horrible. You you would, and I, I think Mitch didn't do it out of, out of vain or anything like that. He probably just did it to man. Look, I'm an older guy in this league, although not super old. Um, but the, the it, even for Mason, Mason's still going through the the. It's not like he's been on another team, but he's gone through the similar uh, situations that he has, waiting behind people, not career, not going the way you want to. Um, but in Dwayne's case, I would tell him, it ain't your fault. Um, talk it out. Um, it ain't you know he probably has that what a survivor's remorse a little bit in a sense. That's of, yeah. That's what the, that's why I say it. It's it does. It's not rational. Is, is not. You start thinking if I hadn't placed this oh phone God. call to that person. I mean, it, this happens anytime there's a, a, an accident of any kind mm-hmm. where people start saying, well, if only I had if done only. this one little thing, then that thing wouldn't have occurred. And it, it's a natural course of human events. Everything is a chain reaction. Everything. It is. And I would, I would say this, and I know this to be true, too. Distillers will have counselors for those guys. Um, we get it anyway through an NFLPA. We have access to it, but I, I know they would make it more accessible. I know they would have them on call if they have to. And I, I would tell Mitch, don't, don't run away from it. You know, if you feel a certain type of way, and I don't know if he does, this is us just speculating because I would have that conversation with myself too. See, this is going to be where, again, we can focus on Mitch as, as you know, as the, 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 Doug did here yeah. in asking his question, and it's fair. Yeah, but I, you can also go to Mason Rudolph, okay, yep. and say, "All right, well, Mason, you know, Mason and 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 Dwayne were tight, okay, yeah." And Mason opted not to go to that thing down there, and Mason can be asking himself all kinds of questions. It's I almost feel awful even bringing this up, but but this is what this is what we were asked, you know, and it's like, well, maybe if I'd been there, then this and that and whatever else, and it's like, oh man, it's it's so many ifs and 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 and, and whatnots. <laughs> When it comes to this, man, that <laughs> you just roll with it's, it's life. And it, it wasn't nothing he could have done other than maybe being with him. And he wasn't. Or even the guys that had 
what if they had all gone out together and, and it was Najee who left them, you know, or he yeah, just that, that's what, yeah, cars. right, right. Every, and and that's why, again, I hate to keep I'm not looking for credit, but it's the idea that the fans got to support those guys that's down there still, you know, because they yeah. were around and. Again, the you've idea been saying of, that from day one, yeah. I, because I know, and I remember when we were, you know, like wondering what room Coach Drake had passed, and like he was in this building. That's all I kept saying. He passed away in this building at camp while we're at work, you know. And it's the exact same thing in a different setting. So, talk to people, talk it out. All of us in general, man, talk stuff out because that bottling up is, um, who yeah, can take that's, you under. that's that's the unhealthy component to it. Uh, yeah. Hey, Doug, we appreciate the question. I um, do. Yeah, I do. that's that's good stuff. Yep. Can't, can't say this often enough. Our, you know, our, our ears are as open as our hearts are right now when it comes to this subject. We're here to talk football. We're here to talk about Wayne Haskins and, and whatever else here. And, Moan, let's do it again tomorrow. Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to it, DK.